right, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, and I am Andrew for America. Today I'm going to play you a recent, I guess you could call it interview, roundtable, um, that I recently did with uh, a few people on the Great Deception podcast. Matt has a, <clears throat> excuse me, he has a weekly roundtable show on Monday nights called the Monday Night Master Debaters, where he has friends and colleagues and podcasters uh, on to talk about the critical issues of the day. And I recently was on a panel with Matt from the Great Deception Podcast, uh, with Ryan from the Dangerous World Podcast, and with a gentleman named Casey. And Casey, I don't think he has a podcast, but he has an... um, uh, Instagram page, and it is called Golden Gate Star Fort Command, or uh, Death to False History, his story, actually, and um, the guy that runs that page, his name is Casey, smart guy, it was fun talking to him, and to Ryan, and to Matt, all a bunch of smart, intelligent guys that know what they're talking about. Maybe you don't know everything. I'm not claiming to change your mind like Matt intros the show. We're just going to let you know how we feel. And uh, we had a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll give you everyone's contact info after the episode, at the end of the episode. So here you go. This was a recent episode on the Great Deception podcast called Monday Night Master Debaters with me, Matt from the Great Deception podcast. Ryan from the Dangerous World podcast, and Casey from Death to False His Story Instagram page. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters, the roundtable where we have no agenda and really a lot of stupid opinions for the most part. None of us claim to be educated. None of us claim to know anything, but we will tell you how we feel and tonight we have uh andrew for america joining us from punk rock and politics podcast how's it going man it's going good i'm excited to do this this is my first time doing uh uh monday night master debaters Dude, so you were I'm one excited. of you were one of the first people i asked when i you know when we started doing this show and and because of your schedule it just never worked out when you texted me the other day i was like yes i'm like we can finally get him in so yeah uh, it was rare it's the rare night off so it's perfect hey we'll take you anytime always welcome mr casey starfort command the golden gate starfort command how's it going brother i'm good man just out here trying to live yeah we just uh, actually (laughs) dropped our episode yesterday uh that we recorded and that was a lot of fun talking about uh just dismantling history you know and uh 
and the narrative we've been told. So we'll get into a little of that tonight too. We we don't get into that much on on master debaters, but I'd like to hit on that a little tonight too with you. Hell yeah, I'm stoked to be here, man. Cool. Thanks for joining. Hell yeah. And my essentially my uh, my co-host Ryan Dean. How's it going, brother? What's up? Uh, yeah, dude. Did you just give your first uh, disclaimer at the beginning of this episode because yes. of the the Rogan stuff? It sounded yeah, like a I, I, I'm going to start. <laughs> beginning all of my episodes with that i don't i i I, (laughs) I left out the medical part just because i figured that would draw a red flag right away but you know otherwise yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna claim to be retarded and maybe they'll just let us fly under the radar and it's like it's like a sympathy fuck kind of thing you know it's like the special olympics you just get to kind of compete right everybody gets a hug at the end yeah dude no i'm excited (laughs) to do this one and it's uh really great to meet two new people man never met andrew never met casey so this is gonna be cool yeah, Andrew's right got a great podcast. One of my favorite. He's one of the guys I listen to every week. Does a lot of, uh, you know, political stuff and and just current current events, and really just comes at it with a great, great set of eyes, ears, everything. Uh, and and he's got. Oh, a, thanks, he's, man. He's got a buddy too. You're gonna want to <laughs> hook up with Ryan too. Sam Worthington. This guy is uh is andrew's buddy and man they they did their first interviews together and and it was awesome but i you know i've been binging sam's podcast for the last yep. week now he's like I know that sam, sam winchester in. yeah winchester sorry winchester yeah just oh, okay. it's okay just for anyone interested yep sam winchester according to sam podcast according to sam Great guy. yeah go check that out guys I, I i recommend it he's got he's another one he comes at he does a bunch of stuff. He does a lot of current events, but he also uh, started getting into some uh, historical stuff. And those ones are really good, too. So oh. uh, one of those guys that's, you know, f- flies. There's under so the radar. many of us. Yeah, we're multiplying. He, he's they got, can't you know, shut us all down. But, you know, it's great, Andrew. We're starting to come together. Right. It's like it's like oh, the Transformers oh, uniting. Time. You know, we're finally coming together <laughs> to form that big machine to finally have a chance to fight. Yeah, I, I, I got to disagree like with you guys. I got to disagree right away. They absolutely <laughs> oh, can't oh. shut all of us down at the same time. That's what Oh, <laughs> there is a, there is a kill switch without a doubt, you know, yeah. and, and and that's kind of, you know, I, I, I talk about we never come in with anything to talk about. But tonight I really did want to hit on the whole rogan thing because how can we you know, not talk about it? It affects all of us. It's crazy. Yeah, no, but under the, you know, under the radar, 70. You're right, too, Ryan. They can shut us yeah they, they i mean they can, you're right we're we're all on their platform i mean we've seen it they could shut down the president of the united states if you don't think they could shut down mm. us you know like i said we're a step above a monkey throwing its own poo on these platforms <laughs> you know yeah, so I mean, uh we're, we're not the, anything you know we haven't created any technical advantage here and until we find independent platforms we are at their mercy and have to play by their rules and the rules are just constantly changing now. You know, you see, you've seen it on YouTube for the past two years. They've just, you know, and, and the thing that does, it doesn't bother me having the rules. It's the arbitrary enforcement of the rules is what bothers me because I, you know, I was telling Andrew beforehand, I'm at the point now with YouTube, like I don't put any of the, I'd love to put the master debaters up there. I'd love to put some of my podcast interviews up there, but anytime I, I already got, a strike for for somebody talking about just talking about covid Mm. not even you know not even talking about any of the the cures or any of that just talking about it 
got got me a strike and i'm like i've been on other it people's podcasts on notice. and yeah but it's like why you know so if, if it wasn't so arbitrary i wouldn't have a problem but the fact that they're starting to you know this is the equivalent of digital book burning right it's 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 controlling speech it's you know you hurt my feelings so we're gonna make you be quiet and that's they put so much power into words nowadays that it's it's out of balance significantly out of balance yeah Yeah, we're in four we're in four uh fahrenheit four five one right now (laughs) yeah basically right if you go against the narrative, they are gonna they are gonna go make you back. And if anybody's reading any of those books, well, we got to get get a hold of those and get them out of circulation. Zach uh, Zach De La Roca from uh, Rage Against the Machine captured that when he said they ain't got to burn the books; they just remove them. <laughs> In one of the lines of one of, the, one of their songs, it's exactly what's happening. <laughs> well, and and it's interesting you say that because uh, they actually do that. At where you know now they're changing news stories right you can go on these and these are major news corporations right they're going on old stories same url same headline changing the content of the story to match the narrative now no disclaimers no notes of it being changed so it, it, it's funny because what is we're, we're in what what many would say is the post-truth era because what is really true (laughs) post-modernism yeah and after modernism (laughs) yeah i don't know what to think because you can't believe anything that's out there anymore i say it all the time dude like you can believe in in and like you said nothing and you or you can believe in whatever the hell you want you know what i mean like there's there's facts online credible quote-unquote credible websites that'll support whatever the hell you believe in dude i don't care if that that's totally true. You know, 100 genders or two genders. You can find credible websites that'll tell you either one is true. You can find a website that'll tell you that the Christian God is is the real thing, that the uh, you know, Buddhist religion is real. Whatever you want to look into, man, you can find it. And and it is kind of scary when you get opinions like Joe Rogan, who is from an outside perspective, looks like he's trying to stand up for truth or at least be some outside voice. You or know, I'm show both sides of the argument, right? I mean, he's the sure. only one that will give the alternate perspective. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I, you know, sometimes they pop up on these networks like CNN. Sometimes they'll accidentally show a counter, you know, counterintuitive opinion of what they normally carry. But, uh, dude, we just saw it recently. No one really watches these things. You know, Rogan gets and, and it's kind of interesting that the whole thing starts going down. When Rogan, when they, when the world finds out that Rogan gets more than like the top five or or ten, even maybe uh, channels put together, you know, and then they start oh, going yeah. hard after him. They're gonna do something. Yeah, they're gonna they gotta step in and do something because you know well, that well, like that's they're, they're they're not gonna let that go on for too long. That's for sure. And, and the funny part is, Andrew, is that they they didn't even get him for any misinformation. They went after him. Oh, it doesn't matter. For now, they, well, they they made his whole, you know, uh, take a knee and, and, and shaming ritual was apologizing for using the N-word. But at the same time, you look at the, the list of guests. I mean, it's just, it, it's a little bit of everybody they took oh, yeah. down. There was no There's... rhyme or reason to it. And, and it wasn't like they were all talking about, you know, 
vaccines or, or, or medical misinformation. This was just, just having a conversation up. like we're having right now. Exactly. And most of them were comedians. So it was, it was jokes that were being, you know, that were being judged as real speech that are being taken down. Dude, how much, how much more valuable did it make those episodes that were taken down? Cause you know how many people are going to be obsessed with trying to find out what those episodes are and they're going to try and listen to them. Well, so, that's what, I was that's wondering what happened if he's with the original. That more, yep. Yeah, the original 43, that was the big deal was, you know, oh, these 43, you know, what was on them? And, I, and you know, to be honest, a lot of them were some of my favorite episodes. They were the, some of the old ones with like Joey Diaz and some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really raunchy, but it was hilarious stuff. I mean, they would just they would just get super stoned and go off. <laughs> See, that's what I'm wondering, you know, if it's the stuff with Joey Diaz, you know, that they're not, you know, when I say they, you know, the powers that be, they're not afraid of some raunchy shit being, you know, so why take oh, down Joey so Diaz, bad. you know? Yeah, because they and Ari Shafir, they went after Burt Kreischer. Yeah, uh, dude, all those people are so damn famous, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? So no, they're just going to yep. get more attention on those episodes, you know, so it's crazy. Have you guys heard this? Have you guys heard this theory that they got to him? And he's controlled opposition now. And they're trying to perpetuate the narrative of it's okay to cancel people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, because, you know, it's like he's feeding into the perpetuation of the narrative. I don't know if there's any truth to that. It's harebrained conspiracy theory. But I've heard, I've had some people email me and they're like, I don't know, man. Something's weird about this. He's under contract, yada, yada. So I don't know. I've, it could be, there could be a lot going on with the story that we're not, uh, aware of yet that we'll yeah, find I mean, out later probably. I'm kind of torn between like that possibility for sure because I've thought about that you know what what is his controlled opposition factor or whatever but um you know I'm more so I'm kind of been kind of torn over whether or not is he being silenced for getting this truth out here or is it just millionaires fighting millionaires over you know getting hits you know like creating controversy like you guys just said like no news is bad news. And so are they really just fucking trying to boost sales regardless, whatever? I don't know. That, on like, that line dude, of... you just said, like, there's a lot more going on to this, I feel like. Than so, just, you, so know. you know how you know how this all started with the Neil Young thing? Did you hear? Did you guys hear about the company that apparently it's called Blackstone and they're starting to buy up all these old musicians rights and um, and like catalogs and mm-hmm. turns out the old CEO of Pfizer is now the head of this Blackstone company. And apparently they bought this, or I don't know, the underneath of their umbrella of companies is this thing called Hypnosis, H-I-P-G-N-O-S-I-S. And apparently it's going to be a streaming service of, of sorts. This is the company that <laughs> they're, comp- they're compiling all of these old, imagine that. All these old, right. So here's the thing. So, the, the old Pfizer guy takes over this company, Neil Young. I mean, what a perfect, like I, I made this argument in one of my episodes that I think it's, it was, it was a premeditated plan to affect market forces and market behavior because they're going to compete with Spotify eventually. And so I said, the next, the next story in this chronology is going to be Blackstone affiliated company hypnosis releases streaming service. And look, uh, Fleetwood Mac's on there and Neil Young's on there and Joni Mitchell's on there. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, it, it's funny you mentioned that because did you guys see how Rumble offered Rogan a hundred million, million 
for four, four years. years. Well, then you start looking into who owns no excuse. Rumble. <laughs> And it goes back to the China. large majority shareholder is BlackRock and Vanguard. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, They're all just trying to make money, you know? Yeah. They're just making money. He's a money-making machine at this point. And this is only furthering it. Oh, he's yeah. Get, he's getting more up. diehard fans. He's getting more diehard fans now than he's losing fans. No doubt about it. He seems oh, to be like, the, is he, would you equate him to like the stern of this generation? now at this point not intentionally not intentionally, yeah, exactly but... no 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 i mean from a from a popularity and a fan base standpoint like his fans oh, are yeah. are as loyal to him as stern's were to him despite whatever goes on sure yeah. i definitely it's a similar situation for sure but i i don't think the the art isn't comparable at yeah all. yeah no. it's a little different in that in that note but they are you know yeah, because Howard Stern was trying real hard to be funny quite a bit of the time. And Rogan doesn't give a shit. He's just doing his thing, talking to people, having conversations. Like, it's a completely different dynamic. Speaking of Howard Stern, <laughs> you guys seen some footage of uh, some of his old bits mm, in yeah. blackface surface as of late? <laughs> well, he was, oh, the funny thing is, is that he was doing, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Uh oh yeah uh, i know what you're talking about i forget the guy's name he was chris dating. rock chris tucker no he was dating Whoopi uh, goldberg no. he was doing a white guy it was uh ted danson yeah ted, yep there it ted is ted danson yep. did blackface at the roast of Whoopi goldberg right and who was his girlfriend at the time or he was sleeping with her or whatever they were together at the time and so stern when he was doing that bit was pretending to be dancing in blackface can I say and something right still, now about do, yeah. blackface is hilarious. I don't it's see why it's a problem. Uh, it's hilarious. It, it, same <laughs> thing when like black people put like flour on their face to look white. It's white hilarious. Face. Yeah. Dude, I do not take any offense to white face. You yeah. know, like I don't I don't understand oh, yeah. it. It's not, you know, I, I would understand it if it was derogatory. Right. I mean, but black. Uh, and I guess you could say it is because a lot of times they do exaggerate the features and stuff like that. But <laughs> so comedy is, man, you know what I mean? Like that it's supposed to be offensive. I, in my opinion, now maybe well, that's good. Co good comedy China. offends half the room, right? Good comedy offends half the room of and makes the other half laugh. And yeah. and, you know, but yeah, I, I just don't want know. some consistency. I just, you know, if you're going to half the people that are so outspoken about the whole woke shit and cancel culture and all this stuff are the people that were in these skits years ago it's like do we just conveniently forget the past and the reality of what you've said and done previously in your life we're just going to pretend that that didn't happen now that we live in this new you know woke culture world it's just it's, it's immature as shit i think it's stupid yeah the double standards are off the chart right now and <laughs> across the board from politicians yeah. to everyone you know the, the different rules for you, different rules for us is like front and center for sure. That's what it is. I agree. And the censorship's just stupid at this point. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg getting two weeks. I mean, people are like celebrating that. But I'm <laughs> like, do you understand you're just furthering them tightening the grip on what you can and can't say on TV? And you that's just... A, 
you just get to a point where you're not, you know, you're going to turn into 1984. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to say anything. It's going to be the same shit. And that's basically what network television has turned into. No one watches it anymore because they just did the same thing over and over and over. And eventually you get tired of it and you're like, enough of this shit. I'm, I'm done. That's what scares me I, about the Rogan story. It's like, you know, yeah, it, 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 I don't know. It's, it's weird, and dude. freedom you know, of speech. <laughs> I was going to say one thing about that that's for sure. thing, or, or, you know, as I like to call her, Karen Johnson, that's Karen. Real name, right? Um, So, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've heard things that she uh, like wanted to get at least a, a little vacation or, you know, just get fired altogether. You know what I mean? And it's Why an interesting just idea. Test positive then. Well, I think they tried to do that. Didn't they? Was that uh, her? That was sick. Oh, when, I don't know. Uh, yeah. When Kamala Harris was supposed to go on the view recently, Two of them got sick and they canceled the show. So that's unfortunate. She was such a train wreck. Oh my God. I know it would have been so entertaining to see Kamala Harris, that intellectual, right? To have her on there with them. So Carmel, Carmel Karen. Can we get can we get her and Biden? I want 30 minutes of them not getting softball questions. I want them to have to answer legitimate questions for at least 30 (laughs) minutes. Oh, good. Just watch them fucking melt down. That'll never happen, and it's never happened in the history It'll of never politics. <laughs> nope. Well, Biden yeah, gets yeah. fucked up when he uh, when he hears basic questions, and he calls the reporters stupid sons of bitches. <laughs> stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. That was hilarious. So I mean, that was the coolest thing he's done, honestly. <laughs> yeah, sure. I give him credit for it. He was right. I mean, he wasn't wrong. But was it's it funny. Peter Ducey? The or... funny thing about it is, you know, all the Trumpers, or you know, all the liberals following him are like. Oh yeah, tell them, tell them what's up. That's right, Joe. Tell them what's up. When like, you know, two years ago, they're like, can't believe that Trump had said this thing about whatever. <laughs> yeah, the respected journalist. You know, it's <laughs> like, dude, it's just fucking funny. But it, it's so obvious. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and if you, you know, if you can't see it, I just, I'm fuck, man. It's like that's what I was gonna say. Kicking you, it's it's kicking obvious. everyone in the balls, dude. But you know what's wild is there's so many people that don't see it like i'm around them on a daily basis you know when i'm just out in public especially i notice it the most when i go to the gym because that's a place where you would think people would kind of get it but no i mean there are still people there double masked in a gym working out like it's like come on man come on there there are times where I feel like Neo from the Matrix waking up from the gelatinous goo pod <laughs> and looking at the farm of humans in the field. Like, like sometimes Just go to you your grocery like store. The, it's exactly what it's you know, like. It's like you're walking around this world and you're the only one there because everyone else is still plugged in. It's fucking creepy. <laughs> it is creepy. It just proves to me how good they've done the psyop, you know, and just to be ever vigilant. They put the fear of God in people, you know. I mean, people are scared to death, and that's what they did, and it's working. Yep, propaganda is effective. It's hundred percent worked. Well, I like the idea. Ninety nine. I like the idea of everyone being plugged in, and like, uh, you know, maybe people that are starting to see the hypocrisy and all the crazy shit in the world, like our batteries and our controller are dying or something. You know, like that kind of stuff is interesting to me. Like more recently, well, just or you like unplug, maybe, right, Ryan? You just unplug, yeah. and now you're unplugged, and you can look around and see clearly. Finally, like, oh shit, this is what we were all just plugged into this crazy system that was just feeding us everything. You know, news 
shitty yeah. news, shitty food, shitty entertainment. It was just Neo. Do you believe that's air you're breathing right now? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's just the, a cool thing. What if the uh, the people who built this matrix have long died and we're just running on some shitty old uh, software? Program. That's why that's why there's all these glitches and shit. Yeah, it's like piecemeal together. You know, you got some old hardware motherboard over here with some yeah. yeah. We're on version 1.02 and it should be on version freaking 11. <laughs> Running on DOS. <laughs> well, that's that that gets it's you still on the, aim. That's like, are we on aim chat right now or what? That's that's what somebody mentioned though. They were talking about how it could be like a combination of two timelines right and that's how you end up with all these old world buildings that are in the background and shit is they just it just merged right and the timeline just popped them in there and and then all of a sudden they had to repopulate all this area where all these buildings were and i was like holy shit i'm like that's a deep thought right there like there was nobody around there was an error in the code. Uh, they had to fill the code with something. All right, let's throw this in there. Boom. And they just threw these random cities all over the world in there. And then they're like, okay, now we got to populate these things. Boom. And they had to fill them up. And I was like, ah, that's like a video game. You know, it's like Sims. Yeah, dude. Interesting. That's a total I wonder how many resets there have been. That's the, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another one. You, you got to think though, a lot right wasn't there i'd say thousands is probably like yeah it's it's every it's every like quarter uh like every 250 years or so you know at 250 to 500 years you're getting whether it's an absolute reset or a partial reset and we're in one right now yeah yeah oh yeah for sure i just heard the other day too that there's there was some site that they dug up or whatever. I don't know if it was like an archaeological site or something, but the apparently the radiation levels were just off the charts, and they think that it was maybe fallout from some nuclear blast that maybe was the reset, you know, hundred years, two hundred years ago or whatever. Or, I mean, long, not two hundred years, longer ago than that. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's interesting when you start digging all this stuff ago. up. Yeah, there you go. I'm great <laughs> yeah. at math, clearly. <laughs> Because I read I read this book uh, by Steve Preston called World War Zero, and it supposedly takes place 5,500 years ago. And and the gist of that is, yeah, it just ends with massive fallout. Like. I think three, three percent of the population dies right away or no in World War One or two. And, And this one, it's like almost total devastation, you know, and it's these battles. It's basically a battle between the Anunnaki you know, kind of that level of battle. And, uh, and he just talks about massive, you know, catastrophes, just extinction level. Some things made it underground, but most everything was just wiped out. That's, uh, that's a cool idea, honestly. Oh yeah. And you think about it. I mean, it's, it goes into like going into simulation theory, right? It could be possible. It could be bullshit. There's no way to really prove it right now, but that's the thing if you can't prove it you can say whatever you want yeah yeah but i mean if you you could look at it like just like commercials and stuff is like programming and simulation and so you know like being programmed what product to buy or whatever like all of that programmed to you know you need to go to college you need to get a career blah blah all that bullshit is is a simulation in a way as well you know what i mean and if you're and if you're a company with the government and the media in your pocket 
they can run some propaganda to affect market behavior for your business. And I think that all the, all the behavior that uh, is happening right now is, you know, the ad campaigns and the PR teams are just, I mean, they can steer you right in. I mean, you guys have heard the story about Edward Bernays getting women to smoke back in the 1920s or whatever. Mm-hmm. They said it was like the most effective propaganda campaign like ever. It's just, I mean, it's been happening ever since back then. So yeah, totally. Like you I mean, nine talk- out of ten, <laughs> nine out of ten yeah. doctors choose to smoke camels. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. oh yeah. Remember? And it's almost know, like trust, the, doctors the doctors can be uh, bite off, right? I mean, <laughs> right, it's kind of. Yeah kind of a crazy idea yeah no it's weird. and then the bernays the bernays family is tied in with netflix you know what i mean yep. so it's just like it's a big the a big push for propaganda man and dude netflix i mean say what you want about the content but so many freaking people are watching that right now that i mean that's the problem that's the thing yeah. yeah they forced us to because they shut everything down you know well think I mean? about how it started <laughs> too, it, it started <laughs> totally. it was such a cheap Almost like they meant to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like right? the the value mm-hmm. of the freaking thing, it was so it was so good in the beginning. You know what I mean? You get like four dollars, and then you get well, all this shit because they didn't really create a lot of their own content originally, right? Yeah. And that's that's why the price has gone up so much is because now they're investing in their own content and putting. So well, they've much never had that. a profitable quarter. Did you know? No, that? and that's that's the thing with them. They've always lost money. It's they're like yeah. a world fair. I don't understand. Well, how they so continuously lose money but reason. stay open. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. Interesting. I guess Just if like you, Tesla. I mean, yeah. Th- yeah, there's an agenda if you're operating in the red for that long. Someone's helping you out, it's keeping you I mean, afloat for a reason. Exactly. Right? These rich people don't like to lose money. And when they are, when in these situations where they're losing money, it's like a red flag for sure. Oh, it's got to be. Like, yeah. Okay, we need to look at this. <laughs> What's really going on? You see the same thing with uh, with like the social media companies, too. You know what I mean? There's no way that they really make good money, but there are some of the most valuable freaking companies in the world. And it's because they're just exchanging like probably data mostly. Right. There's probably other things, too. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're getting propped up, dude. All these big things are you totally. Know? But they sell nothing. They, you know, they don't. Like what? How do they make the money exactly? I've always wondered that about Twitter. Ads, Twitter has pretty much a it. whole block oh, yeah. of downtown San Francisco, like the whole block yeah. building. You know, like what are they doing in there? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they get funding I mean, like, from the, the government for a Telecommunications Act or something like. Oh, that. they. I, I they if there's some they steering oh, Facebook. of government funds into that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Facebook well, my, for it, sure. Abs- yeah. yeah, and just uh. Today, my girlfriend did her taxes on uh, TurboTax or whatever, and she said she's gotten eight scam likely calls uh, today since then. Yeah, <laughs> so obviously, you know, they clearly uh, sold her information immediately. You know right I mean? away. So, yeah. Like, um, oh, they're going to get that. Yeah, tax. This is they're going to get that money, boy. They're going to get <laughs> oh, yeah. that sweet That's money. One thing. <laughs> that when the government wants away. their money, they get that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's hilarious because i got a i got a thing in the mail the other day from from the state saying that i owed on uh some like i guess they're giving out like a child support benefit so if you have a kid every household gets like 1500 dollars per kid i never got a dime of it but they're saying i got like 750 bucks and i'm getting taxed on it i'm like what the i'm like what the fuck i never got that money I'm like, nor would I ask for it. Like, I, I don't want that. Like, get out of here. Look at these $700. Handouts. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that is kind of like, funny, actually. Uh, you barely go grocery shopping. For ah, that. Yeah, and they're going to tax you on it, right? <laughs> so what do you get? Maybe 500 bucks out of it in the end? That's a couple weeks worth of groceries. Best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, if it was something like I won on a lottery ticket, I'd be stoked. But it's like, dude, for the government to offer that up is like a, a straight up diss. Dude. Yeah, it's like, get out of here. It's like, it's like work. When I worked for IBM, <laughs> the best was we'd get these quarterly bonuses, right? And at the end, they got so cheap. We were getting like $100 bonuses. Oh, and, yeah. You guys remember profit sharing? Yeah, all that <laughs> shit. Dude, that was a so, thing back in the day. Like our running joke was if they we got could actually take our, our significant other out to dinner on our bonus, it would be a good bonus. But most of them you couldn't. You'd have to go to like Chili's or Applebee's. You couldn't even go out to like a nice restaurant. Yeah. Dude, you know what's scary, too, is like, you know, you know, you're, you're saying like, uh, remember profit sharing? Like in like three years, it's going to be like, remember that 401k? Yeah. Remember that <laughs> yeah. Remember well, I hear people talking about that all the time. Yeah. Job? Or even just retire. Remember retirement fund? Yeah. Remember when oh, yeah, yeah, or benefits at all? Remember you had a yeah. fake retirement fund? <laughs> well, that's what I laugh about because I'm like, Never gonna you know, I'm it. not I'm not one of those money guys at all. I don't I don't know anything about it. So like when I, I switch companies and they're like, well, what do you want to do with your 401k? I'm like, well, what is it? What can I do with it? I don't know. I'm like, I guess just move it over. I'm like, can I take anything out of it? I'm like, can I, you know, can I use it? Is it worth anything? They're like, no. They're like, you can go Dude. invest in other stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm just like, yeah. just go put it's, it in there. You know, it's well, you can take it, but they'll tax the 50%. <laughs> is Dude, that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Something what I was like going to say is that I actually had to pull some out for the, that car accident that I got in, pulled out like $2,000, and I owe $2,000 to myself. Get That's out. What happens. <laughs> How does that even happen? That's crazy. Government logic exactly it's, that's the fuckery they've got us in for sure well and for, yeah uh, i mean our, on my ourselves face. money yeah dude We're i didn't raise the price the of everything but you know <laughs> yeah it's wild dude so you know we'll see what happens if the dollar crashes and i still owe well, this and, money. That, and that's I'm the thing i laugh because i i said in 2020 i'm like uh, oh, i'm gonna wait till 2022 the you know the housing market will crash by then and i'll be able to scoop in and, and get a nice place for relatively cheap dude fucking 2022 and shit's still going strong and it's like it's on the cusp of just crashing any day but i know as soon as i find something the next day the market's gonna crash so dude you know man the market should have crashed back in probably 2012 dude you know what i mean i was gonna say 14 being generous yeah but you know with all the money printing and like the whole idea of quantitative easing which is just printing money buying bonds just pumping money in the stock market what's hilarious is we bought our house in 2015 and we ended up uh you know going over asking because we got in a little bid with it with somebody else and the whole thing and the banks just kept pushing it through they're like you need more here you go you need more here you go you want to take more? Yeah. You sure you don't want to? You sure you don't want to do anything in in the beginning? You know, maybe take another fifty k. You know, and you can cash it out. I'm like, well, hey, let me. I'll tell you this right now too. If you if you ever if you're trying to rent, uh, buy a car like outright. Go with Wells Fargo, man, because they will approve you no matter what, dude. <laughs> like even if you can <laughs> barely afford this shit. It's crazy. They were the only ones that approved me for my truck, but luckily I can pay that off. So, but yeah, dude, couldn't get that anywhere else. It's just wild how these companies, like these big banks, dude, how they operate. As soon as, it, as, soon as all the buying power uh, goes away because of inflation, it's like 
their businesses are affected too, because what, if you know what I mean, like, it's just where everyone's interconnected with it. So if, if, you know, your retirement's probably already gone with how much the currency is going to be inflated by the time our generation takes it. I mean, yes, it's, you know, they're just robbing your buying power on purpose, totally. basically. Better well, reserve. Yeah. I mean, that's what I laugh at because there's these guys I work with and they're in their, you know, late 50s or whatever, and they're getting ready to retire. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I could never retire that early. It's not going to be possible when I'm, I'm going to work until the day I die, basically, at that point. When I get old I'll, after retirement, I'll drive a school bus. So I'll probably never retire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like, it's not even in my radar thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> at some point, you got to just accept it. Eh, it's probably ain't going to happen for me. No. Dude, that sucks to think about that. Though. You know what I mean? When you see some of these people. You know I hate what to I mean? get, like, it gets so real, sad. but it's like. It's sad, really. It is what it is, man. The, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior, sadly. Unless at that time they have senior farms and we can just go live on a senior farm. That'd be dope. Oh, yeah, it'll be government owned. Oh, yeah, government regulated. Oh, it'll be great. All tagged prison. up and everything. <laughs> But I remember growing up, they were talking about how, like, we weren't even going to, there's going to be no social security left when we got older, you know? And so no well, one's talking about that, that anymore. Years. So that's, yeah. So that's probably yeah. gone. Okay. So any kind of our retirement shit, absolutely gone. Any of that shit, dude, they ain't giving us nothing, man. No. No. Give us, it's they'll good. give us seven, give you $700 for having a fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Thanks. probably going to be your, uh, you, your, universal yeah, three weeks of diapers that's just going to be your universal basic income you know what i mean like they're going to do away with the 401k and then you're just going to have that that universal basic income but the kids that are coming into the world are going to get that shit too so it's like yeah. dude, it, it's interesting to think about the the future of of like economics here in the u.s especially you know what i mean um i don't know dude i i don't see it being the same in in 10 years at all i don't how can it be you know how can this system sustain itself for now after what it did in 2020 and 2021 just cranking out money left and right eventually that go ahead have you guys heard of this thing called the daigle forecast 2025 yeah Yeah. they're saying by 2025 it's apparently okay i I just this is going to be in one of my episodes coming up i talk about this so apparently in 2017 there's 327 million people in the united states and then like you said come 2025 it's forecasting at 100 million yeah so that's 230 million approximately yeah look at the top five andrew the top five uh, uh nations that get hit by it it's like u.s france uh, I think England, Italy, uh, and there was one, maybe Australia or something like that, where the like West, yeah. you're talking huge percentage of their population is gone, you know, over, over. So, 60%. so what is, what does Edwin Daigle Deagle know that we don't know? And we never get to see the formula. So what's the formula? What well, it's another one of those think you know? tanks, right? It's a, it's a private firm that works with gov- some government agencies and some statistical agencies and they come up with this data and they don't talk to bill gates at all and don't listen to his <laughs> depopulation agenda but they don't talk about it until they go to the bilderberg meeting and then you know everything's open game there but you can't talk about who said it so you know helps everybody out plausible well, and, and- deniability it's great you have those uh, those damn Georgia Guidestones to the numbers from 2025 and then the Georgia Guidestones. 
if I'm not mistaken, isn't it like 500 million that it ends up at? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. From on 8 both billion. Perpetual harmony with nature. Well, on, on, on the Daigle site too, right? Is it Deagle or Daigle? I don't know what it is, but like, I whatever don't know. I don't know how to that, pronounce it. I've heard it both. I've heard Deagle. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, there you exactly. Go. Right. Basically. Well, so yeah, we know what we're talking about. Okay, so then yeah, I I thought if I remember correctly, it's it's five hundred thousand on that site too, or six hundred thousand something. Interesting. Like that. So um, it's just kind yeah. of a cool, like it makes you think these think tanks maybe uh, got members that are parts of both. You know what I mean? So it's just it, it's that's like the stuff that I really like looking into, man. That's fascinating. The secret society. Yeah. Yep. It's. Oh, yeah. you know, I mean, all intertwined. So, I was just gonna say all those groups are so. I call I refer to all of them as the big club on my show, but really they're so compartmentalized into so many little offshoot groups that sure. are broken down into even smaller groups. And Matt, you and me yeah. talked about how the fraternal organizations and the Jesuits all operate yeah. in the same type of so, hierarchy. So Andrew the military, you know. I Andrew, mean, here, Mason Halls will have uh, uh, Golden Dawn meetings. And, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? same it's thing. Like, same thing. Exactly. Okay, you know. So, okay. so here's a list of the groups that make up uh, their partners and clients of Deagle. You have the NSA. You have NATO. You have the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. You have OS. I've heard enough. That scares the shit yeah. out of me. You have already. Russian. You have me at the first now, one. hold on, hold on. It gets better. <laughs> okay. Russian Defense P- Procurement Agency, Stratfor, oh, wow. the World Bank, and the UN. Yeah, where's the World Economic Forum? Yeah. See, that's what's well, interesting. They got a pretty is that good that's... company. Then those are some heavy hitter clients. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, that that makes it kind of interesting to me because uh, I I have the idea that I think that the UN is kind of like the outdated version of the World Economic Forum. You know what I mean? So it kind of seems like I don't know, man. What, what do you do? You, did you ever put any thought into that, Matt? Like the idea that maybe these organizations like that are going against each other? Oh, that uh, yeah. I mean, that's talked about a lot. That there's you know, it's like different, uh, you know crime families fighting each other right different organizations different tentacles of the same octopus fighting each other i've heard that and i i do you know honestly i do not think that it's coordinated across the board right there it's very compartmentalized as Mm -hmm. as you go through this but but at the top there's a very few who understand the overall direction they need things to go and but yeah, I, I think this is, you know, this is done. Sometimes like house it of cards. Wins, what's that? It's like house of cards. Yeah. Like I every mean, some, when you're in that lifestyle, yeah. it's like the most cutthroat totally. life or death. There's certainly like it's just a different world. Exactly. It's there's it's, definitely it's a, it's a different battles. lifestyle, you know? It's it's not it's nothing we can relate to. But do you no, think there's sure. anything? There's battles between the elites for sure you know the empire they it's like everything they have their power struggles you know what i mean and you know um <laughs> it's, yeah, oh, I man, think sorry it's a lot to, i can think about for sure yeah oh, no it's okay well on this topic i think i just so talking about bilderberg actually in an upcoming episode too and uh, i read this part where apparently klaus schwab said at one of these world economic forum meetings or whatever that he was upset that not everybody was jumping on board with the plan all the same way. And he was going to relocate some of the Davos uh, meetings to Singapore and the old meetings were going to operate between 40 and 70% of uh, what 
the the total number of people that show up at him are so that sounds to me like he's getting pushed back within the club and he's yeah, going to take his buddies to singapore and they're going to come up with a different plan so for sure they're definitely there's in they're human beings they're still human Holy. beings still yeah, operating be- under human being shit yep yeah yeah they became the Allegedly. empire for being cutthroat fucking pieces of shit you know mm-hmm. what i mean so they're gonna fuck each other over any chance they get you know what i mean so that's a lot of what the theater is, is just watching these fuckers just battle with each other about millions and billions of dollars while they get everyone caught up in arms about like the deception. Yeah. Well, yeah. And a lot of the people that get busted, like the Epstein's and stuff, that's just their puppets. Right. And and so they have to sure. go through the shame of it and the, and the inconvenience of their guy going down. But, you know, yeah. there's someone waiting in the wings to take over. Of course. And that's why you never want to get in with these fuckers because they'll wipe your ass out the first chance. It's inconvenient for them. And there's going to be someone right there waiting in the way. You are are essentially toilet paper. Yeah. If anyone is. Yeah. That John Perkins book. uh, I would never join. No, go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say that John Perkins book, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. That's what he says. He says this guy named Uncle Bob or something. Uh, approached him when he was at Georgetown and pretty much said, um, hey, I, I want to groom you for S- NSA work. And apparently you can dodge the draft. Like this was back when he, like, I think the Vietnam era. And he says pretty much they asked him all these polygraph questions and they were trying to like, he thought they were trying to like gauge his ability for like patriotism and love for his country. But really they were trying to find out what made him tick and they're trying to take him apart and see uh, what his weaknesses were. And they, and basically once he accepted this role, the whole book, he talks about the next 30 years of what he did around the world. And basically that's what they, this, uh, this guy, it wasn't his real name told him was, you know, once you're in, you're in like, you can't get out. There's, you are always, uh, you know, your life is at risk 24 seven now that as soon as you start playing this game. So that's that, I mean, the guy wrote that's a book crazy. about his life and, but it's in, true. Blood it's out. fact, you know. Yeah, when they, you look Dude. at celebrity deaths and shit, you know, fucking. What what deal did they sign with the devil that they went against? You know what I mean? Was it the deal with the empire? You know, and, it's basically what it is. Once you're in, exactly. you're in. It's mafia, yeah. mafia style. After that, yep. Exactly. Dude, watch you know. Joe Joe Rogan's being groomed to be the next Epstein, dude. I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> already of, is of mushrooms. <laughs> The Ep- Epstein oh, yeah. psychedelics. That's a they're joke. Gonna be like, hey, they're going to be like, I know they're going to be like, hey, let's get on this plane and go to this island where we're going to take some pictures of you doing some illicit shit so we can keep you in our back pocket. It's a 17 hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the torture. No, yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy what's going on with all that stuff. And I was going to ask you guys too, like about that, like the, Matt, especially dude, since the, uh, the, what you were saying about, kind of like and, and we were all kind of talking about that though two sides battling at the top do you think that they get down to like antarctica or something like that and and really discuss some shit with some like heavy hitters like is there a one one person at the top type thing or one entity i, I really don't think so i don't i don't be- think there is a a be all i don't think there's that one leader right i think it's a bunch of different factions that are all battling each other. Now they may have some 
uh, you know, commonalities, but I don't think, you know, I don't think it all, it, it's like a pyramid structure where it all goes up to one person at the top. All those NASA guys I mean, I, said that, uh, all those NASA guys said that there's eight species of aliens and they've talked to them and shit. <laughs> they brought the moon here from somewhere else. It's an alien uh, space station. <laughs> who knows? That's true. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I picture it, I really do picture it like a mafia type situation where it's like these groups, families, you know, whatever. And there's probably someone, there's one family that's probably the head or whatever. And then everyone else who's trying to be the head. Well, yeah, you probably have like the, the, common, the big pharma rep, right? The, the the religious rep who's like the Pope, the black Pope, you get into that side, but then you have big pharma, then you have, you know, groups like Blackstone and, and Blackrock and Vanguard. And yeah, I mean, ultimately I think they're all working together. And like a lot of this is just fucking scam to keep us fucking distracted a, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I make I make the I make the argument. I make the argument on my show. I'm like, they're not making this stuff a secret, people. I'm like, they're they're shoving it in your face because they think you're stupid. And then I say on my show, I say, are you stupid? Yeah, <laughs> well, I, they you don't know what think I mean. Like, stupid. they know we're stupid. Well, there. That's my point. Is like, you know, where's you don't have to look far to find the proof. <laughs> well, that's what, you know what that's I mean? what makes me laugh is when on your show you're like, you people. And I'm like, oh yeah. man, he's laying into him right now. <laughs> I'm unmerciful when I get when I get in the mode, man. It's just, I... yeah. Well, just look at JFK, the simplest of all conspiracies, man. Like, clearly he got fucking wiped out for getting in some shit he wasn't supposed to be in. And if you can't see that that has repeated by been repeated by every government, especially our fucking government, over and over again, fucking and how they could not be trustworthy like i just don't know what is gonna fucking get through to your head you know what i mean jfk my favorite <laughs> democrat it's just one of no. those abusive relationship type dynamics dude you know what i mean like oh, it's, big time you can call it stockholm syndrome or whatever but there's something where people they want to feel like their government has their best interest in mind especially growing up here in the united states like we were kind it's of brought democracy. up exactly you know what i mean even though that's just you know it's a horrible system honestly um you know yeah, we know that yeah so it, it sucks man you know but it's interesting i'll say that it's very interesting times to be alive in my opinion uh so i i dig it but dude it's scary to have a kid man like there's people that i worry about like i worry about the next generation and i don't even have a kid so it's just it's very well it's, hey you want to you want to hear what's even i mean it's beyond disgusting out there right now i, I mean uh, so i get a call today um that my what is she five or six year old niece was playing uh the video game roblox and they walked into the room and there was a adult male talking to her trying to convince her to get naked wow dude and i was like what? my blood started boiling at first and then i'm like this is the game that my son plays with her i asked i asked my ex and she's like yeah i'm like he's well, it's done and oh, like we're done boy. like get get out and i'm like i'm like i can't believe this shit but that's what that's where we've gone to you know as a as a parent you cannot leave your kids on anything anymore unsupervised. It's scary. You know what? That's part of the great reset plan. 
I think they're talking about, hey, it takes a village to raise a child. It's not your child. There are children. We're going to tell them that pedophilia is okay and you can be whatever you want. Like, well, and you know how the the whole BLM agenda was, you know, part of it was breaking down the nuclear family. Well, today, and I think it was RT News or or the BBC, I, I saw an article, the the quote unquote new nuclear family and it's two lesbians with a baby and they're getting sperm donations from friends <laughs> so, so this is the new nuclear family this is what they're pushing as the new like portrait of 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 life and happiness yeah. i mean honestly i feel bad for them because like the original nuclear family sucked and so they're just <laughs> kidding warped <laughs> right. into this fake fantasy that just is not real reality and you know deep down i just feel bad for them because they're getting you know it's all getting swept up in this program you know it, it fucking sucks <laughs> well matt you've said that before if you're not aware of it if you're taking the blue pill every day and you're still plugged into the matrix you're just getting swept up by it you have no you have no knowledge it's happening you're just whew, in the wave there you go well, and they don't even see the agenda to it, right? They don't they don't see the weaponization of it. And I had a discussion with one of my neighbors, uh, actually a lesbian couple. And uh, I walk by their house every day with my dog and they're really nice women. And but they have, you know, the Black Lives Matter sign in their front yard and the, the you know, we believe in science in this house and all that shit. And I, I started talking to her about that. And I said, do you honestly Great believe propaganda. that? And I, I, that's what I, said. I said, do you honestly believe those signs? And she's like, yeah, why? I'm like, do, do you know what Black Lives Matter was really about? And so I sat there for about five minutes. I gave her like a, you know, a PG, PG-13 version of it, you know, real high level and real nice. I didn't get into the, the real dirty shit. And she's like, I, I don't. I, I don't believe this. And so I started, I got on my phone. I showed her a couple articles. About, and then and she's like, oh, I'm like. So you're going to take down the sign, right? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. The sign stays up. I'm like, there it is right there. I'm like, you have just been shown that this is a she's telling organization. And she's telling her, her community that she's in the club. That's exactly. how you know you're in the club. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm waving my flag. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I. I respect you, but I'm so disappointed in you. I'm like, oh, Man, I don't got a problem. I don't have a problem yeah. with a non-traditional, no quote unquote, there. family being you know, a new reality. That's fine. I mean, if you, I don't care who you are, if you want to get married, you should be able to get married. <laughs> I mean, you totally. know what I mean? I hope but, I, I hope but, I didn't come off as saying that when I made my point earlier. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. But I'm just I saying, what you're saying. Yeah. Dude, I'd rather have a stable yeah. household than a nuclear family. Screw yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't care who, exactly what the fucking parents are, but yeah. But that's but what I'm saying. They don't the even want level and push it down your throat though. That's the, you know, there's exactly. a, there's a level. There's like, totally. there's like acceptance of your fellow, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself, I guess, you know, let them know. We're, it's a free country. You're supposed to be able to do every, what you want. It was founded on religious freedom. Like if you want to live in a All free society, you've got to accept the fact that your neighbor might worship a different God than you. And you got to practice tolerance. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what it's like. It's like the media turned adults into children mentally and it's yes. working. It's scary. Well, we don't think anymore. Everything's emotion based. 
So everything exactly. is reactionary. Yeah, it's just off of feelings. There's nothing intellectual about about it anymore because it's all based on how you make me feel. And if you use the wrong tone, you can scare me or intimidate me, right? And then and then you've crossed the line. And and, and in their world, that's assault. And it's like no, 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 no. Words not are violence. Wrong. Yeah, come on now. Words Let's, are violence. We believe survivors. But that's victim, all they have, victim, right? I mean, I know it's society. It's said by a lot of people, but they, they the only thing that they fear really is words, because they're not going to be they're not going to be assaulted. They they live in their you know glass houses up on the hill, away from the peasants, so they don't have to deal with violence. The only thing that can hurt them is words. So that's why they give so much value to it, and it's so ridiculous. That's why a lot of these like those elite types don't like comedy either, like the quote unquote offensive comedy, because they don't need to laugh like on a day to day basis. Like the people that work every day, like long hours or they may like not like their job or they're in a shitty relationship or whatever. They're the people that need to laugh. And those elite people just don't have any purpose to actually laugh. So that just makes them it makes them want to get rid of all that stuff, dude. Well, you know, lizards really, don't yeah. really Dude, laugh. That's time. I've never thought of it like that. That's time. <laughs> yeah, I forget where I heard it. It is an arc. It is a specific archetype of human being that ascends to power on that level. You got to be a psychopathic, narcissistic, yeah. Yeah. such a demagogue, megalomaniac yeah. <laughs> to even be able to do that job. Yeah. It's just exactly. Yeah, I feel bad about nature. fucking people I bullied and fucking elementary school and high school you know what i mean exactly you know like so it's so fucking it does not comprehend that type of fucking psychopathy you know what i mean to just like willingly sometimes, want to fuck someone sometimes kids <laughs> need to be bullied a little people. bit you know sometimes the, the kids that are super weird need uh, to be a little uh you know just like you know introduced into normal shit in my opinion right i was bullied a little bit Absolutely. in school I did yeah. some bullying myself. I think it's kind of Everybody like one of those did. little. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's one of those natural things. And... It's like a rite of passage, man. I mean, I yeah. you, were, you were usually bullied yeah. by your friends that most... eventually were your friends. You yeah, know? Exactly. I was, I was just going to say most of it is like it's not serious or real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just banter. It's like, well, it's to test shit, you, right? You know it's I mean? to see, yeah. Can you hang with us or are you too soft? You know, and if yeah. I, if I put, how far can I push you before you break? And if you're going to be one of those kids that is so fragile, I don't want to hang out with you. Get out of I here. Mean, oh yeah. Who, want, who wants to hang out with some fucking fragile fucking vase? Yep. Yeah. yeah me, me and my next door neighbor <laughs> when me. I was a kid, he had a basketball hoop. Uh, he had a basketball hoop. We played basketball all the time. And nine, nine out of 10 of those basketball games ended up in fights. Yep. We were best friends the, our entire childhood. Totally. <laughs> Funny yeah, I thought, I've probably, I mean, yeah, I've been in, I can't even count how many fights I've been in. It's probably equal between friends and non-friends. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. You know. I said that on the show. I said that on my show one time. I said, you know, maybe some of these kids problem is that you've just never been blasted in the face. That is you know, the problem. Everyone, it's like you're in this society of social media now where, you know, you don't like that. What's that Mike Tyson meme? It's like it's, it gets given you a platform to run your mouth without having the mm -hmm. fear of someone blasting you in the face yeah. for what you say. It's so true. Yeah, it's no, so I was talking to just talking about that on the head. a homie of mine. I was like, 
we're like, yeah, I remember when, you know, it just, it was just one in doubt, knock them out, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, whatever. And then we got a little older, run. you know, I got a little older and it was like, okay, you know, I don't want to deal with the drama anymore. Dude, so something we talking has changed. And we were like, Hey, you know, you know, it's kind of back. It's starting to come back to fucking when in doubt, knock them out again. Yeah. <laughs> Something's yeah. changed with that big time, dude. I hope that I'm not lagging here. I, I keep feeling like I'm interrupting, but I hear a break. So my bad if I'm interrupting anyone, but um, I'm the worst interrupter ever. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, there was, uh, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. I just totally lost it. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm How saying. Many of worst us interrupter right ever, bro. Don't lie. I took an edible and I don't smoke. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. I'm just sitting here fucking that's okay. Yeah, everything's gonna be fine, you know. It's just it's funny when I'm sitting How else here. You gotta cope with this world. I feel like I just had a stroke right now. I like had something I was gonna say and then I just lost it. Dude, know, you've been having a lot of strokes lately. I know I keep saying it every time I forget something. <laughs> every time I, I hear you now, it's like, oh, did I just have a stroke? <laughs> it's kicking in. The edible's hitting. That's what it is. I stroke. Oh, I know, earlier. dude. I had something that i thought was a good point in my high mind and i just forgot it okay. you know what it was a good fucking point bro that's why i remembered <laughs> it right so yeah no it's a it's, i know but yeah uh dude i don't know man there's uh there's some fucked up shit going on i'll leave it at that how's that <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean, i'll, I'll ditto that this times point. fucking infinity <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> I don't know where though. I don't know where it goes. You know, it's only going to get weirder here in the near future. That's the crazy part. I'm afraid I'm in but, a little denial about that, but. but I'm starting to see a lot of news about, you know, mask mandates going away. And that's another one of their little things falling by the wayside. So who knows? I mean, you know, like, it's so flimsy. Like, you know, and I know that like I'm far on the side of like not you know being on the conspiratorial side of you know most freaking of our society but I just for me it's so hard to understand why people can't see it you know and so like that gives me hope that like it's so obvious like <laughs> these people are gonna have to start waking up soon you know what I mean you would hope and there's things oh, yeah. every day where it's like that's not happening and it's like they're just gonna fuck. keep encroaching like, they're fuck. just gonna keep pushing yeah they're just gonna keep pushing and pushing until they find your breaking point it's just you know it's like the it's like um you know the hegelian dialectic it's like we'll just run this we'll you know control we'll, we'll find opposition we'll control the opposition we'll have the conflict and then now we can control the outcome of that conflict and it's just you know that's the false flag shit that's the psyops you're talking yeah. about like it's all it's everything it's it's on a drawing board in a small room uh with the oh, this of, is like taught it's taught in their very schools. specific they, people yeah they teach it they teach it in their schools on how to do that oh the well, ivy league for sure well yeah, and yeah. that was part of the plan right the hippies exactly. went from from there to the education system and they, and they brought all that that socialist mentality with them and that's how we ended up where we are today at least from an education standpoint system it's just been yeah, my parents were hippies 60s hippies who grew up and became you know well yeah productive dude, members even... of society yeah when you grow up you you oh, tend yeah. to do that right i mean that's the whole thing it's just kind of weird that people don't feel like they need to grow up these days it seems right yeah. and and well, i don't know what sure. it is 
I have no well, I idea kind of, what that is. I kind of feel like that grow up into the family was a program. Like they were programmed into thinking that, you know, they needed to have the two kids and, you know, in order to do that, they had to get these careers. And so they followed these freaking random ass career paths that they well, went on. And Casey, what know? do all these things do, right? You have to get a job where you have to pay taxes. You have to get a house where you get a mortgage and pay taxes. Great you have propaganda. to get a car where you get a car payment yeah. and pay taxes, right? It's all to just get you into that system. And if they yeah, can simulation buys you into the empire. Yeah. And if they can get you into the family locked in with a couple kids, now you're locked in for a bunch of years. Whereas if you're just running around swinging dick, you're not participating in their system, really, you know, not to the extent they need you to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can travel yeah, if you don't, you can travel solo way easier too. And that's another reason why they're trying to shut down travel. They want, they want you in your home in front of a screen and fear your neighbor. Mm-hmm. It, yep, it's exactly. that that's what it's isolation starting to look like to me. Yep. Yeah. They want us home and alone and they definitely don't want us doing this shit. All of us talking to each other from across. the. Well, that's why they shut down you know. bars, right? That's why the first yep. thing they did was shut down restaurants and bars. Cause that's what oh, we go and talk that, and music, that, music venues. Yep. That all reminds this social... me. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, I was just saying all these social freaking spots. Yeah. That's what they shut down. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, it's okay. I just saw this uh, tweet today. This conversation made me think of, it said, I can't remember who said it, but it said, uh, Soon we're going to need speakeasies to listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that was the meme of the day today. I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's like you're going to have to go hide to listen to your shit. In the future. Well, and that that's gets back that. to the beginning. Where are you going to get it from? Is it going to have to come from pirate radio? You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, those things I was just going to say, like, we should probably, like, figure out ham radio and freaking uh pirate radio shit you know what i mean like, yeah man those preppers they were right they had a good hey, idea dude, they had the right idea man. dude i swear to fucking dude i've told this so many times like because growing up you know the uh the preppers and the militias in montana that was a big thing you know the mcfay shit and you know mm-hmm. even you know whatever and like now mm-hmm. looking back i'm like fuck dude those guys were 30 years ahead of the game you know what i mean well and you <laughs> know why what? they turned it that's why they turned it against them because they knew that that's how you beat the system as you go rogue on your own you know what i mean and you know go what's rogue. funny casey is is like i forget if it was nat geo or history channel had a whole show called preppers and mm-hmm. it doomsday it, doomsday preppers and they just made these people look crazy that's the point when, yeah when in reality yeah. they were the ones who were yeah. saying okay shit yeah. hits the fan i don't need you government i don't need you daddy i'm gonna be fine on my own and that's like you're saying the government doesn't want to hear that that's the point they want to make those people look crazy and you know people just dismiss it and it's, it's all <laughs> it's part probably of what we need to be doing you know what i mean well Prepping and, and, and that's it though shoot. Think about it. I mean, think about the shit. Like, I even think about my like my grandparents. Like, I used to laugh. Like, my grandmother used to can all this stuff. You know, she used to, you know, grow a Mine bunch too. of stuff out in the garden. And, and and you know, Depression always, mentality. Yeah, they always had the, you know, they had the cabinet that was all full of materials. Should anything happen? And it's like, don't throw that. You might need that yeah oh yeah oh aluminum foil hell dude you uh, my grandmother was so she would do wrapping paper 
as kids, we had to open wrapping paper so she could reuse it. We couldn't rip it, tear it. It was, oh, break grandma's heart. It was like, oh, man. But that's it's a totally different time. And, and you know, and they came from a time, I guess, when there was nothing. But they also came from a time when things were meant to last. We're not in that era anymore. Everything's meant to, to be temporary and then replaced. There's nothing that's meant for a long duration anymore. Yeah. I mean, look how far we've come with from that the, the baby uh, the baby boomer generation where the sole breadwinner went to work. You know, uh, dad went to work and brought home the bread, and mom stayed home and raised the kids. And somehow they still afforded vehicles and a home and vacations, and food was always on the table on one person's income. Remember right, that? Well back, yeah. Well, back that was then, never. Yeah, that's the that funny was, thing is that was. That's that's what's fucked us, at least what I feel like my generation, my parents' generation is that dream was programmed into them as if there's a housewife with the kids, you know, and that was a totally unattainable dream. Want. And that was a totally unattainable dream, even more now. So and that, that's what I think what ties into like, you know, sh- you know, uh, the programming with the um, gay and lesbian families with kids and, you know, they're switching it to them. And, for me, it ties into that, you know, they're, they're selling this fake dream that's unattainable and they've been selling it since the fucking sixties, uh, you know what oh, I mean? The dream changes. Like, oh, the there's dream no changes, house, for sure. forget about housewives, but for some reason, like that's still ingrained in people's heads. You know what I mean? Well, to be fair too, that supposedly that whole idea of like a one, one parent can support the two kids and the wife with the houses and the cars and stuff. That's not a sustainable thing at all, right? I mean, exactly. it really, no, yeah. it really well, isn't. Coke so it was sucks. five cents it was, but now, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it sucked that that was so programmed into people's heads that that was the way to do it because, you know, I'm a capitalist. I think that that's the, the, the move, right? But then it gets to a point where it's corporatist and then it evolves from like true capitalism, gets to cronyism, all this shit. Yeah. Um, you know, China, as much as it pains me to say the way that they were so fucking strict on things, their middle class is now growing and it's a solid fucking middle class because what these people are doing is they're building generational wealth through a mediocre like manner of living. They're getting tiny amounts of money over generations and they're buying a house and they're passing that on to their kids and so on. So it's building wealth in a sustainable way. So it sucks, dude. It sucks to say. But yeah, dude, like our shit's not built to last at all. Like our, our economy. So, I used to yeah. make the joke that uh, I used to make the joke that eventually we're going to be catching boats to China to look for jobs. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, or I mean, people are, people are buying one million, two million dollar houses in Oakland, California. And if that's not a sign oh, of the yeah. apocalypse, if that's not a sign of the apocalypse, oh, dude. I don't know what the fuck is. Dude, I used to live in San Diego and I got, so I'm in the San Diego locals group on Facebook and someone posted a meme the other day that said, it was like a picture of like, you know, the Monopoly guy, Robert Barron, the the top hat, the, the you know, the suit and tie, the everything, right? And uh, the caption said, uh, uh, one of your uh, homeowner friends in San Diego finally, uh, deciding to sell their house after the 25th phone call offer of you know a cash offer five hundred thousand dollars over asking price and that's what's happening there these i mean china 
all these big rich people i mean everything's on sale right now they're just buying up this yeah the assets well yeah it's just yeah to them it's but... funny money that's why they can yeah. offer fucking 500k like mm-hmm. dude this is funny money a million dollars is funny money we're trying yeah. to get a million to them that is funny money fake monopoly money you know what i mean that's how rigged the fucking game is i heard I mean? something really interesting <laughs> after the the mortgage crisis in 2008 that Russia approached China and said, let's sell all of our US owned bonds together and it'll collapse the US. Oh, uh, it would crush us. I would yeah. well, and China, dude, that's what's crazy is that China said, no, I'm, we're yeah. not going to do that. You guys can do it. Russia, you guys can do it, but we're not going to do it. It's weird, dude. Um, Rothschild did it sounds that to the like the facts that they own bonds on our country like that. Well, weird, you know, <laughs> Russia does too. So that's what's interesting. It <laughs> sounds like I'm fucking sponsored by China right now with the way I'm talking, but it just seems like. <laughs> Dude, it's scary the way that they have like planned. They've planned this shit out. So why didn't they oh, yeah. want to collapse the economy back then? You know what I mean? Obviously, mm-hmm. there's probably a mutual interest, but they probably planned it out a little bit, dude. Yeah, they had a reason. Yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, I've been it's stressing that too. Game. Like these guys are not dumb. They put puppets in the media who are dumb to make us think they're dumb. These people are really smart and have been working at this for a long time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. the politicians and, too that we think. Oh are yeah, dumb. me and Matt. Well, exactly, that said yeah. that we, they got it down to a science at this point. They've been well, and, and they're willing to fail, long. right, Andrew? I mean, they'll they'll yeah. do it over. They can and fail, over. and it doesn't matter because they they just yep. keep going, dude. Because yeah, what happens? What happens when they fail? Case they they and it benefits us a little bit, right? So we think we get a win, and then what do they do? Oh, oh they're just going to reenact the plan. New players, same approach. Let's see how it goes. Roll the dice, yeah. and if they win, they win. You know, I'm sure and, they projected. You know, they projected whatever percent failure or whatever. Yeah, well, at least they like can't look into the yellow cube anymore. That was that ran out in what 2013, 2012. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of the the one thousand and one committee? Any of you guys here? That was something that I was no. just starting to look into. Which one's that? I haven't. One thousand one committee. It's a weird deal. So, like, from what where's I it out of? I it's the United States, England. Okay. It's one of those pilgrim society type things. But oh, it's, okay. It's, it's a worldwide thing, but it's it's essentially it's bankers and like green energy companies that have come together to try and form like a new world order type thing. But it's called, it's called the 1001 society. And it's just, it's one of those ones that I hadn't heard of before. So I was like, dude, this is kind of interesting. It's, it fits in with all the other things. How many, how many of those do you think there are? You know, oh, because dude. like like oh, you gosh. said, you know, we've been digging Club of Rome, Council of 300, Council of 500. Yeah, like but those, yeah. Andrew, those are the known ones. I'm saying how many mm-hmm. don't we know about? Right. How many, oh, you know, because sure. yep. we keep finding these new little ones every day mm-hmm. or ones that are tied to someone else who's tied to them. To tied to, it, it's There's just, no way of knowing. No. Well, yeah. dude, if you want, man, I can uh list a couple of these ones that i hadn't heard about because dude, there's awesome i'm writing shit down right now <laughs> dude, there's this hey, listeners whole... take notes <laughs> yeah where's this little tab it's kind of okay here we go so there's this little list where it goes like on the inside it's red and on the outside it's blue and it's like a rainbow color and the closer to the center the more important these things are so the brotherhood of the snake i don't know if you guys have heard of that's mm. one i have heard of Okay, the I mean, Jason serpent worship, but I haven't heard of that specific group. Okay, we got the Jason Society, all capital letters, Jason Society. No. Antonists. 
um Antonists? you know great uh yeah atonists maybe oh a-t-o-n-i-s-t yeah you know how i read matt a-t-o-n-i-s-t <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly how you said it <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, like you get all these kinds of different ones. There's other ones that you heard of the, the priority of Scion. That's an yeah. obvious one. Uh, Trilateral Commission, Drain Druid, Camp, sure. Druid Council. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This one actually had the Pilgrim line. Society listed too. Nine Sisters Lodge. I don't know if you've heard okay. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, there's tons that are really, really low key. There's and a bunch they, of these little fraternal groups of yeah. like these elites. They all share members in one way or another. And yeah, they're all trying to get as rich and powerful as they possibly can. Basically, well, that, that's why I like yep. Ryan what you and Oddman are doing with all this work on the Pilgrim Society because that's one that's flown under the radar for years. Yeah, and, is he starting to look into it a little more too? Uh, he yeah, well, he's got a third part of his that's coming out. Go, oh, yeah. um, I think this week or next week on because uh, he's been doing them and the Fabian Society. Yeah, Fabian Society is interesting, dude. I actually that's talked other about one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and oh yeah, that's oh. the one that Huxley and Orwell are in, right? Yeah, they're socialists. The Fabian Society. Yeah, yeah, and yep. it's cool how they got their name, dude. I talked about this yesterday on Patreon, actually. Like they they took their name from a a Roman general that beat Hannibal's army, and they were way smaller, and they did like sneak attacks. So they took it's like Fabius something, and they take they named it the Fabian Society. And it's because instead of like traditional communists or socialists where they get their way through revolution, they're they're perpetuating it slowly through propaganda and uh, legislation and shit like that. So oh, they took their name. Yeah, they took their name. Hopefully I explained that well, but they took their name just like now. from from, uh, you know, the slow, the slow and steady fucking person wins the race type deal. Oh, and not only did you explain it well, but that's pretty much the theme of what we've been talking about. Like, that's what we're seeing in society right now is exactly yeah. that slow usurpations, just a little here, a little there. Here's the Patriot Act. Here's the TSA. You know, and it's like one step here. Yeah. Bit more well, I, I heard uh, I heard Jason Burmis say on one of his shows, I think it was over the weekend that he was talking about how little did we know 9-11 was actually a civil rights act you know oh, because... i did bro i did bro yeah i mean they I did man the patriot act i knew oh right away, right away yeah yeah i knew dude i knew right away that we were giving away civil rights from the fucking get-go oh, right you, there as you know as soon as you give something up you're never getting it back exactly they yeah for never sure exactly. anything back Exactly. And that's when they compiled all the intelligence agencies and the police and the FBI all put all their um, like Interpol, like everything, information all on one combined database. I don't know if they who knows if they used AI to do that, but the Patriot Act gave them that was one of the stipulations, I think, is that we're going to all share information so that we can go get the terrorists. Well, right? yeah. And like that, the terrorist is a very ambiguous term when you get down to it. Oh, now sure. there's domestic terrorists. They're coming after us. Oh, yeah. Now. yeah. Oh, yeah. That plan was, well, I remember that, even, it was only uh, a matter of time. Yeah. I can't remember which fucking president it was who they declared that like America was a battlefield because of terrorism. And so like essentially you could you know, they could throw the terrorism tag on you and, and toss you off in a Guantanamo Bay situation yep. and you're done, though. <laughs> well, Bush, Bush, did that, Bush did that for years, almost a decade. Mm. 
He was just scooping exactly. up people overseas, <laughs> throwing them in Gitmo. No trial, no nothing. That's it. Yeah, and and Gitmo is the one we know about. <laughs> oh, Gitmo yeah. Is don't, the don't, Gitmo's uh, the one they let Think about all the black about. sites and you know everything I mean? like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the Gitmo's the fantasy drama one. Imagine the real ones. You know, it's Gitmo times sure. a million. Well, dude, what does that make Abu Ghraib? I mean, why did they let that out? You know what I mean? That was some crazy ass propaganda. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we'll like, never know mm-hmm. the full story. Whatever story you're getting is not the full story. <laughs> well, that was the never. whole beginning of the end with, you know, that had some ties to trying to embarrass the military, to weaken the military. That was that whole era, you know, going into. That was probably a power struggle between the elites, you know, like they're like, fuck it was these also... fucking military motherfuckers. This is our shit. That's what well, it was also the motherfuckers. <laughs> The medical, I mean, the medical industry was involved too, right? Like they had psychologists, they had freaking law enforcement, they had military, they had government, they had all these different aspects. So, I mean, it is a crazy, crazy thing to just be oh, like, yeah, we're so doing privatized. This. It's like the most privatized war in history. So many yeah. like black yeah. ops and dark money and oh. I mean, well that's that's like I, a show yeah, i got know. i got coming up we about uh this program they got called signature reduction where there's sixty thousand essentially spooks running around that have their i can have their identities washed they can be provided fake fingerprints um all these jason dis- Bourne you know, disguises <laughs> yeah it's insane yeah, yeah. well i mean they've it's been telling us they've i mean They've been telling us that they've been infiltrating all aspects of counterculture for a long time. So for me, it, it's not surprising that it would be that deep. You know what I mean? It's gone deeper and deeper, you know, like with the white power uh, fucking extremist uh, preppers in the 90s or whatever. And McVeigh, like you said, the ATF and the CIA admitted to infiltrating all these groups you know elohim city and shit and they say you know they say oh we were infiltrating them to you know figure out information or whatever but they were infiltrating them to direct them in a fucking way to make things happen you know what i mean to promote a narrative (laughs) yeah exactly they were directing these people to make this shit happen like whoever so and so you know like and um it only makes sense that they're you know, that was, you know, for uh, 20 something years ago. So they're even 20 years better at it now. You know, it's like the big club is and that's Charlie 100 Madison. years better at it than they were 100 years ago. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It's <laughs> like good. it's like it's like the big club is Charles Manson and everybody else is the commune that they, you know what I mean? Have you ever heard of that? There's there's always a, all these crazy social cultural stories that you ever hear, even back to charles manson there's always the cia or the intelligence community behind it always mm-hmm. that's the common thread with all or military stuff. so yep mm-hmm. yeah there's some so sort of it's involvement like, it's like finding the trends and you know yelp reviews like once cool. you see the common threads you're like oh this is a part of every story there's something to that totally you know? why are this why is the military involved because obviously they were ordered to be involved for some fucking reason you know what i mean the military doesn't go rogue on shit. They get ordered to do shit, you know? Yeah, Eisenhower Science. warned us about the military-industrial complex. Dude. Yeah. Just and then JFK that... blew the whistle and they popped him and that was it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, those are weird situations, man. I wonder <laughs> if those guys were actually set up. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they were set up, but like JFK, I think that in a way, like his family kind of knew that was supposed to happen and shit. There's something with the Catholics and the Protestants, like the for the power players. Yeah, you know I mean? and that goes that goes way back into like Germania and like the Thirty sure. Years' War was like the Protestants against against the Catholics. Dude, but what's yeah. interesting about the Thirty Years' War is the Protestants are the good guys. And the yep. Catholics are the bad guys. Well, that's the Jesuits. Yeah, but nowadays the Catholics are the good guys and the Protestants are the bad guys. It's just yeah. interesting how they flip it, you know. My buddy Sam Winchester um, talks about that is that when the Reformation happens or happened, uh the Catholic Church actually did a counter-reformation. That's what the Council of Trent was all about. And you can't really understand the history following that without knowing what occurred at the Council of Trent. And, Actually, Stan Winchester goes into all that history on his show. He's he's so good at history. I, I recommend his podcast if you really want to deep dive in some of the ancient Roman and uh, Catholic Church stuff. He he's I would he dives that, deep and that, that all stuff. ties in ties into all this shit. So I'm definitely yeah, check was, it out. That's interesting that you were saying it the way that you were, Casey, because I was thinking like it's kind of the opposite of what you said. In my opinion, just because I feel like the the, the Catholic Church is really looking bad right now, dude, and it has been for quite some time. So you think that the Catholics are the ones in control? Is that the way that, that you see it right now? I, I honestly I have no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, neither do they, I. Yeah, right? They are for Nobody sure. Really like, knows, right? <laughs> yeah, they are for sure, at least in the perception. I mean, I think for sure, yeah. Whatever They're one of is, the arms, whatever, right? Whatever the Catholic Church actually is, yes, I would say is one of the one of the uh controller. Sure. Do you guys know about the uh, Balfour Agreement, I think it was? The where Balfour the, Declaration? Uh, Catholic, yeah, when the Roman Catholic Church and the Jesuits uh, merged their meetings and their club or whatever with, uh, I think it was the Khazars, actually, or the, you know, the new Zionists or whatever they were. Well, that's and where they essentially... there was something... Yeah, it, where they essentially promised them Palestine. Yes. Yep. I talked about that one of my shows. Yep. That's that's where the whole conversation about um, what tribe are you from if you're a Jewish person or whatever. And there's this whole argument within the Jewish community about, you know, who are actually uh, blood Jews and who aren't. And it's crazy. Hey, it's crazy speaking, stuff. speaking of that, um, the Wicked Planet podcast, our buddy Ron just did an episode this last week. Uh, it's called cancel culture and something else, but oh, go, I if, caught that. Yeah, yep. if you go to like like the hour fifteen mark for you know, and then the last hour, listen to like the last hour. It's all about that, like about the twelve tribes and the origin of them, and you know the difference between Hebrews and Jews. And wow, man, interesting. It, it was some deep stuff. So I really, I've listened to it twice already. Cause I was like, I, I listened to it the first time and I was like, wow. And I, I had to listen again to catch it all. But well, yeah, and that, that, reminds means, me, yeah. that reminds me of what you said about, uh, you know, the JFK stuff going back to the Germanian or whatever. It's like, there's so much history behind so much of that, of, of the stuff that the elites are, or have been doing over the course of the, you know, the centuries that if you don't know the history, I mean, rather when, once you learn the history, it's like, oh, this all falls into place. This makes sense now. And this part uh, makes a lot more sense here. And it's like, that's, you know, Harry Truman. I say that on my show, there's nothing new in this world, except the history you do not know. 
And as soon as you know that history, it's like you become a different person. The whole world just opens up. It's crazy mm-hmm. to learn about this stuff. Well, and that gets all oh, that goes back it. into the last reset where if they were taking these orphans and bringing them over here and bringing these people over here that didn't know their history makes them a lot easier to control lot more easier to manipulate Well, for sure i mean dude if you're like a seven-year-old kid i mean how many of us even remember what we're doing when we're seven or ten but imagine a seven or ten i don't remember what i did yesterday exactly bro fuck i don't remember i did today (laughs) fucking imagine a kid that age just being plopped in a situation hey here you are here's your new family they're gonna do with you what you will and they just tell yeah. them, you know, they, they're just like, okay, hey, kid, here's your history. You know, Dude, yeah. you're our kid. And, you know what I mean? Like, imagine that shit. And like, of course, of he's going to believe it. You know what I mean? Like, because why wouldn't he believe it? He was just grown yeah, up dude. like that. Unless they told him, hey, wow. down the road, you know, you know, actually, we took you off the orphan train. But I'm sure 90 fucking percent of them were just like, hey, you're our kid now. This is how it is. This is where he came from. Blah blah. Here's your family tree. Whatever. Yeah, dude. So taking taking kids that don't <laughs> even like know what's going on at all around them yet. You know what I mean, yeah. baby. How and, would and, you? and <clears throat> you're changing their name, right? So they have yeah. no way to find out any oh, lineage, real yeah. lineage. They're given yeah. false lineage by being adopted into this family, and mm-hmm. maybe told, maybe not. And if they're not told, now they assume they're part of this tree, but they're not really a part of it. Absolutely. They were, yeah. I'm sure part of the deal was like, yo, just integrate this motherfucker in your family. Let's, yeah. you know, let's not talk about this little thing we're doing right here. You know? Well, and there's, there's been a lot of assuming the identity of your, you know, the person you just defeated uh, in the past too, with a lot of the elite groups. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they're very chameleon like. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, you know? you know, like the cancel culture is trying to victor now. They're trying to wipe out all these monuments, you know, erase history, you know. It's like that for everything. It's like straight out of 1984. Yeah. All, like all of that stuff is, it's like they're running it as a playbook. It's just crazy to me when you read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you read 1984 and you look at the present day society, you're like, mm-hmm. uh, what? Like, yeah. This is exactly I know. It makes me wonder. What they talk about. Totally. It makes me wonder if he was writing that as a handbook for the empire or he's writing that as a handbook handbook for us well he was a social, i don't know i don't but know he i don't Same, think he yeah, was trying to help us at all but probably yeah that's what i'm i'm with for sure well, i know, think he i think he was pointing out like yo this is how you do it well yeah and guess what it. this Check is going this to happen because if you look into you know you look into like yuri bezmanov and you look into some of the other russians like even uh khrushchev he's like we're gonna take over america but we're not gonna fire a single shot and they're just yep. going to gladly accept it. Mm-hmm. And before they know it, we're going to have overtaken them without firing yeah. a single shot. They were here before fucking Columbus and shit were here. The Russians have been in America for well, a long especially time. especially on the West, West is, Coast. Yeah, which is so funny about this fake fucking war right now. There's like, like the it, uh, Russia and America is like fucking barely, they're like touching tips, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. They're like Eskimo <laughs> brothers. Yeah, yeah. No, Russia's been here a long time. Mm. Yeah, Klaus Schwab said that he's got has been pocket, here a so. long time. <laughs> They're all in each other's pockets in their own minds, I'm sure. Oh, of course. For sure. Oh, yeah, it's like a big Game of Thrones. That's like mm-hmm. game, or, uh, Game of Thrones yeah. and House of yeah. Cards. Exactly. <laughs> <Put> Theater. <together. laughs> 
That's theater. Uh, all right, gentlemen, <laughs> this is a great spot to wrap it up. This has been another outstanding conversation. Uh, thank you all for joining. Uh, feel free to let the people know where they can find you. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. This is my first time doing this. Nice meeting you guys, too. Uh, hopefully we'll chat again in the future. Uh, you can find my podcast is The Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I'm on all your favorite, uh, you know, <laughs> Spotify, Apple, yada, yada, where everyone, you, uh, you can find your everybody's podcast. Uh, and then uh, you can email me at andrew4american1984 at gmail.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Gab, Rumble, Facebook, and Instagram right now. Andrew for America, look for me. Excellent. That's it. <laughs> Sounds good. Casey. Well, I'm definitely going to check out the Politics and Punk Rock podcast, dude, because that's right up my alley for sure. Um, you can find me at Golden, Golden Gate Starport Command on Instagram and YouTube. and. Uh, that's where I am. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, dude, I, I, I love that you're getting back into the videos, man. Hell yeah. I I've like been uh, editing a video right now where uh, we did, did a deep dive into like the Indian massacres of the West, like in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a lot of the, well, a lot of those were military jobs, you know? Yep. Uh, a lot of those uh, generals and shit also fought for the union in the civil war and we're just kind of going down that rabbit hole you know like these guys were entering these guys were massacring indians one year and fought civil war heroes in the next year basically yep. and they're um, mercenaries you know, you know? <laughs> it's a uh, trip yeah um so yeah we're uh i'm editing a video on that right now hopefully out soon whatever excellent Ryan, Mr. Dangerous World. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you guys know where to find me, man. I'm on here every uh, every single week with Matt because it's always so much fun. And I was going to say, Andrew, I think you and I have chatted on Instagram. Possibly. Yeah, we did. Past. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I remember you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Sorry, I remember dude, I, I messaged you. Yeah, no, I messaged you back in the day. Uh, right when I was starting out, I just I'd heard your show about your show through Matt's uh, podcast. And then I think. I can't remember what episode of yours I listened to, but I loved it. I was like, yep, Kindred Spirits. Got to message this guy and say hi. And um, I figured, you yeah, know, at some point our paths would cross uh, at one of these kind of, kind of events. So, yeah, yeah, man, good to meet you. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Yeah, I have such a horrible memory, dude. I hit my head <laughs> really hard several times, and I just can't remember a lot of shit. <laughs> um, but, no, yeah, man. good, yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, be reaching out to both of you guys because, yeah, man, this is fun. I like meeting new people on here, so thanks as always, Matt. Really, really cool stuff, definitely. Me too, yeah, man. you can find all my stuff on uh, Great Deception Podcast, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, uh, it's all out there. Uh, go check it out, support everyone on here. And uh, with that said, gentlemen, thank you very much. Stay strong and question everything. Death to false his story. All right, people. That was a great show. Great. Uh, uh, I keep saying interview. It's not really an interview. It's just a conversation. Great conversation with uh, some like-minded individuals. And go check them out. So 
Uh, Casey from Golden Gate Starfort Command. That's his uh, Instagram handle at Golden Gate underscore Starfort underscore Command. Uh, Ryan from uh, Dangerous World Podcast is on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast. Uh, his IG is Dangerous World Pod, and he has a merch. A store where you can buy some awesome shirts, dangerousworldstore.com. Uh, one of his favorite shirts, one of my favorite shirts of his is uh, the government is the virus shirt. Love that shirt. Uh, Matt from the Great Deception Podcast. Uh, he is on Instagram at the Great Deception Podcast. Uh, and then you know where to find me, people. Hope you like that. Hopefully there'll be more of those to come in the future. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 84 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Entitled, Monday Night Master Debaters. We'll see you next time.